Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Fins and Feathers. Let's go. Welcome everybody to the Fins and Feathers podcast presented to you by Winter Productions and your host, Nathan Winterstein. Well, 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 well. We're here kind of chit-chat tonight with Sean. A little bit about the Great American Outdoor Show. A little bit of NWT I've talked to. Just chit-chat around about kind of how that trip went, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, what we thought of the show, and kind of will we go back. So enjoy. We're going to jump over to that. Because, you know, you know, we're best friends now. We should know this about each other. <laughs> Spent 12 hours in a car together. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're just going to roll right into this, okay? Okay. Um, I was just letting you know. So if you get the bad mouth somebody, like, I can edit it out, but the button's already been hit. The red light's hit. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, my internet's trash. Hopefully they get it fixed here. I don't know. The Mexicans are putting it, they're having to re-put in the underground crap for fiber because apparently they messed up and they've had to go back and redo a bunch so who knows what i'm getting fixed so what do you have now satellite uh cell phone i have a cell phone booster and then i run a cell phone hotspot sitting right beside of it and then i wi-fi to it oh yeah so my internet sucks dude i mean it it honestly doesn't suck for like going through all those steps. I mean, it sucks, but it doesn't suck that bad. It doesn't suck as bad as it like could. I mean, it's better than what it was when it was when I lived in the trailer. At this place, we had like service in like one spot, pretty much. You had to set your phone in one spot, and that's all. That's all you had service. Um, did I lose you? You're still there? I'm still here. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about the Great American Outdoor Show, our opinions on it, after we spent the 12 hours in the car together. Actually, 10. I did the, I did the other two by myself, because I'm such a good <laughs> friend. Um, I already have people wanting to go with us next year, wanting to go back, wanting to know when we're going back to it, so positive thing is i do plan on going back i assume you plan on going back with me yeah i i, I enjoyed it i'd like to go back i i was disappointed in some stuff we'll get there i underestimated the size of it a little bit um just a smidge i underestimated the size of the that front room i guess i kind of thought yeah. I was a little disappointed in the size of the room where, like, we were, where the booth where we hung out most of our time. I was a little disappointed in the size of that room. That room was pretty small, I felt like, compared to all yeah, the other, that, other rooms. Yeah, I thought compared to the, some of the other rooms, that room, yeah, it was pretty small. And, I mean, we really didn't spend any time in the room that we walked in originally. I don't even know what that room was. Um, 
It's the one where, I mean, Gundog was in, not, was it Gundog that was in there? No, Garmin. Yeah, I got confused and somehow never made it back into that room. No, we made it in there when we walked out and we made it in there. Like, yeah, I mean, that was, and that's something I think everyone needs to understand. That show is ridiculous in size. Um, I think there was multiple rooms we didn't make it in. More because I didn't really care about going there. Um, because <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Like, I'm the worst person to shop with, which Sean has learned that now. My wife apologized for you having to go with me somewhere. I pretty much want to look okay, at Okay, Connor, Connor took me around. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, that was, but like that, the, the front room was like really disorganized. I felt like it was like kind of jumbled a bunch. You know what I mean? It was all like jumbled around. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't understand why some of those people, why. Some of those people were up there and not in the back. Like, I don't, I don't know how they classify like the show. You know what I mean? Because they classify everyone gets classified. Um, I felt like the fishing room was kind of super small for what you know. What I mean, in general, like I felt like it'd be bigger. There's a couple of rooms like that I wasn't really that interested in that were huge, but I mean, I could see why they were. I mean, one of them is archery, which I'm not really into archery, but. It was huge, but I don't think I even went through that room. No, I, we, I don't think we ever went in the archery room. We never went in the archery 3D room. There was an arena that I don't know if it had anything in it. I don't know if they were doing seminars in there. We never made it in it, and we never made it into the back into that first room that was like the cooking. I don't even know if it was the cooking room, to be honest. That, the cooking room could have been might have been another wing. I don't think he went in there either. Was like the outdoor grills in that room. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even see any of that stuff. That so. was the room we almost walked in when I, I was lost, and I was trying to get us to the gun room. Uh, but let, let's start. Let's start there with like the gun room. We'll work our way back through where we seen. I was let down about what gun companies were there because I'm not. I don't really know any gun companies outside of pretty much shotgun companies. I'm not a pistol guy. I, I like I know what a 1911 is. Um, I bought one for my wife. I like I like 1911s, but like you specifically went to look at a 1911. Um, yeah, I mean overall, it was pretty big. I mean, the room itself was huge. Um, which most of it though seemed like it was geared towards like AR-15 and uh, tactical kinds of firearms and things like that, but. Um, I did want to go TriStar, or not TriStar, um, Gerson, EAA, European American Armory. They had a booth, and they have a couple of new 1911s that I was wanting to look at. But Which we did. Overall, I mean, it was geared. I was hoping there would be more, like, hunting-related shotguns, and which the only ones I saw were, I think, Mossberg and uh, Rent was savage had the renegade yeah savage was there i mean they weren't even really like i mean other than those two there weren't really any hunting rifles there i didn't feel like um no i mean it was they there was what ruger had a few but they i didn't they really still, look in their booth well they still had a lot of it was a lot of ar stuff and that and, and like i'm not knocking on them for that they probably sold a shit ton of, there was a whole entire ar build kit booth there where basically you could spend the day there and build you an ar 
memorial right. with all the parts. Um, I just didn't. I don't know. There was nothing that really like I looked at. And I was like, oh, that's what I want right there. Um, Compared to the stuff that I've been seeing on coming out of NWTF, I mean, like Benelli was at NWTF and TriStar and Stogers. The new Stogers were there. I was hoping to see some of that stuff at um, the Great American Outdoor Show, but none of those people were there. So, Yeah, I don't know if it was just because they were back-to-back weekends, but they're always back-to-back weekends. So is that always going to be a factor? Is it always going to be... No, none of the new stuff's there because it's going to be at NWTF, which I I understand NWTF is a bigger deal. Yeah, like I was really one of my main things is I wanted to see the new because Benelli just released that new M2. I was wanting to look at it, and I wanted to see the new TriStars because they revamped their um, TriStar Viper line. And then Stoger made a bunch of new upgrades to their M3020s. So I was wanting to look at those, but yeah, they didn't have any. None of those three had a booth. So that kind of sucked. But. Yeah. And then next from that, we'll go ammunition. There wasn't no ammunition companies I really seen at, um, at, at uh, PA show, the Great American show. None of them was there. No, I didn't see, I didn't see any waterfowl. Uh, I didn't like. I mean, Apex, Boss, uh, Heavy Metal. None. I didn't see any of those people. No, and I mean, they were, they were all at NWTF. I mean, I mean, I I get it, but once again, like, I mean, I see a lot of people walk around in Boss shirts, but there was no right. Boss booth. Um, and then I think next we'd have to go. Working our way back through there, clothing. Then there was a like clothing wise. There's a couple like TV show groups that were there from the area, and that's on the Outdoor Channel. Just like I don't know if they're on Outdoor Channel. Um, they were there and they were selling merchandise. But then like hunting clothes wise, like I was a little disappointed that they weren't like a Sika booth or a First Light booth there. I thought they would have been one or the other. I don't even think there was a. Did you see a mossy oak booth or anything like that? No. Or real tree? I didn't see either of those. No, I would understand mossy oak not been there with what mossy oak did at NWTF. They had a lot on their plate with the big deal they did there with the dropping the fox vest and everything. But yeah, real tree, first light, Sika, nobody there. I mean, you can hold your new products for the next week. I'm fine with that. Um, man, I I just I don't know. That was like. And like I know this is so far everything's been negative we've talked about, but I mean, like I mean, there was a lot of stuff to look at, but then it was just I hadn't really seen anything yet. I was impressed by, it. and then that kind of brings us back to the fishing room, which I looked a little bit in. You don't, I don't know how much you fish and how much you know about fishing. Um, I, mean, I love to fish, but I'm more of a I'm a fly fisherman. I like to focus on trout, and I mean, I like to bass fish. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, obviously, I don't have a boat. And yeah, they did have um, a few like charter deals in there and stuff, but I did see a few rod companies. I know Favorite was there, and there was someone else. Someone else had a booth there. Um, it was like up front, so that was kind of cool to actually see. Like, I mean, fishing wise, they had like two rod companies there. A lot of outfitters, and then there was a lot of bait companies, whether it was like individuals or kind of semi well known name 
Um, but anymore, there's a lot of bait companies that are small, small time bait companies everywhere. Um, so there was a lot yeah. of them in there, which nothing against that. That was cool. We just, I just wasn't there to look at fishing stuff. So yeah, me neither. This time of year, I'm not really, my brain's not geared towards anything fishing related yet. No. It's not warm enough outside yet. Um, then I think the we didn't go in the outdoor cooking room, which would have been cool to go in. I mean, there's nothing really. I'm not a big time cooker, although Valentine's Day I did tell my wife to uh, go buy an air fryer for us. I told her that was her Valentine's Day gift. I told her to use her money to do it also. So nice, yeah, that went over well. Actually, it didn't go over that bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, I told my boss that, and he was like, "You." Legit told her that. I was like, yeah, I was like, she's fine. I was like, she's good. She knows who the breadwinner is. I pay all the bills. She can do that. That's not true. I don't pay all the bills. She pays a bunch of them. Um, you better be careful. Yeah, I know. You know, we're best friends now. I can come live with you. Um, then we move back into, let's go, let's skip the room we were in because there's a lot of companies we can talk about in there. And let's go to the the outfitter room just real quick. Because all we did was I went to one outfitter I knew that I wanted to talk to, friends with. Holy mother, there's a shit ton of people in there. And if Yeah, you, if it was you, huge. If you could hunt it, fish for it, or shoot it, it was like there was someone there to do it with. Um, legit. Yeah, I've always said that. i always said that my dream hunt, like a lot of people say that a dream hunt is for a moose or an elk or things like that. But mine, it, well, at least for uh, four-legged creatures, not waterfowl, but my dream hunt for something like that is a bison, American bison. And they even had those there, which that was pretty cool. There's no way I could afford to go. But Yeah, I mean, there's no way I could afford to go. Like, I could do a lot of waterfowl hunts before I can afford to do one of those. Um, And that's what I will say. Like, it, it was kind of cool going talking to Josh. Like, Josh come from... He's a little, he's he's from like PA, um, West Virginia area. And it's kind of talking to him like he, like, not that I'm telling everyone that like, cause the place he hunts at, man, it's rough. It's that Northwest, like Montana freaking, I don't even, that place is ooh, brutal, a brutal area to hunt. Um, but like, I think like getting a guy that comes from like that kind of stuff that's like more small, like come from a small town and all that. I think they work a little harder for you. I will say that much. Um, I did see like there were some like big name gods that like I don't know. Their booth didn't look like look like there's a lot of people at their booth, but like it didn't look like I kind of like looked at what was laying on their table and stuff. And I know Josh and I were booking the whole entire time we were there. Like Meg, Morgan was on the phone the whole entire time we were talking to him. Um, we missed out getting to take you to a PBR because you had to come home. I mean, you can, yeah. I mean that was, that was something that could have happened, but it didn't happen. So that's your fault. Although I would have died. Now, does he does he still live out here and just goes there to guide, or does he live out there? I have no idea. I want to get him on the podcast because, it, like, I'm completely confused. I think they're back here visiting his family. I think they might like stay like with his family or her family when they're back here. Um. But I'm pretty sure they got a house and everything out there because they, they do like spring bear. They just finished up mountain lion hunting. Um, they killed five, 
And that's where I get into my argument where I want to argue up and down with people. Those dudes were going out there and running mountain lines. If there are mountain lines in this stupid freaking state, they'd have been here running them. They wouldn't went to the crap, we could, crap hole out there that go run them. Um, we could do a podcast, a whole podcast about that. Oh, yeah. Don't say, oh, we're going to do one about that. You're going to watch me yell, cuss. <laughs> my voice is about half gone now because I've got sinus problems, but... Yeah, that room was pretty intense. I mean, we went down one aisle, two aisles, because I got lost one time. Um, that, that it would was, be neat if you could get him on, because I'd like to hear his story about how he got into guiding and, like, you know, if he lives there or here or how it all works. Oh, yeah, he's like, and, dude, he's, like, just, like, and, like, you you talk to him. He is just such, like, a he's a freaking, he's an ex-bull rider Bucking bull owner, like it pretty much sounded like he'd still own his bulls if his wife wouldn't make him sold him sell them all. So, but I don't know why he would have kept them. He needed to sell the dang things. He's moving out west to be a god. Um, but apparently, right. like yeah, he'd been doing it for years, and then he just bought like went in half and half with an. I don't know. It's a pretty interesting story. I'm not gonna like yeah. I'm trying to get him one. Um, we're we're working on that still. I'm in a I'm in like a private group like podcast group with them because they have their own podcast, so I'm gonna try to get him one. They're uh, he's pretty interesting to talk to. They were at NWTF, um, so they went from up there down the NWTF for another thing, which would have been cool if I'd have known that. I'd have went and hung out in their booth down there. Um, again, so yeah. Uh, and then that kind of leaves us to the room we hung most of our day in, hanging out with Chris and them at the KES booth. Um, what out? What got? What people that were in that room? I was impressed by, but like, I was also disappointed that there weren't more people in that room, and it was a tiny room. Yeah, honestly, that was probably my favorite room, but it was also the smallest. Yeah, I mean, you had everyone from. Like, I mean, Fox Pro was in there, but you didn't have Lucky Duck or Mojo, which was a letdown. Um, so you have one of the big, like, e-caller slash motion decoy companies, but you don't have the other two. Right. Which, I mean, that, I mean, that was a freaking killer. And they had a big, they had a pre, they didn't have a big, big booth, but they had a pretty decent, decent sized booth. Um, then back in that area, you had like two or three call companies. And then you had Grumpy Duck, which we were both super excited to go visit and me spend a ton of money at. Um, yeah, but, Grumpy Duck's, I mean, it's taken off in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I was looking forward to going to their booth. Yeah, which you got some good in, input about a gun that you're having issues with, which was kind of cool and like... I mean, they were like, he was like super nice and he was like, you know, basically told us, like, hey, if you got an issue, call me. We'll fix it or whatnot. Um, yeah, and he didn't even have the the one handle that I wanted to buy from him. He didn't have there. So, you know, he offered to, basically, he just said private message him, and when I order it, and he would just give me free shipping. So that was cool, too. Yeah, he was pretty cool. I, want, I hope he had a good time at NWTF. I know he was going down there. Um, I One thing that, like, I wish, I mean, he was running low on charging handles, but we got there kind of, what, like with three days left in the show, so he had probably sold a good bit. Um, yeah. I mean, even if his booth was small, I think he did take his time out to talk to us and stuff, and I'd say he had a pretty busy booth. 
I don't like to be able to do a podcast with him that day. Um, that was something that like I, I want to get to is like if we go back, like I'd like to have time to like look around real early that morning, and then like spend my day like podcasting with like different companies that was in that room. Um, yeah. So then, shoot, I mean, he's pretty he's pretty good about answering messages and stuff on Facebook, like not Facebook but Instagram. Yeah, I mean, so, he may even be interested in doing a podcast sometime. Yeah, so I'm, I'm yeah I'm actually probably going to hit him up to do one, and then there's there was a who was there was a there was a camo company there on the corner. I forget who it was. Habo. Yeah, Habo was there, so there was a camo company there. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh gosh, I coughed again. Um, they were, they were the yeah, they were the only one because they were on the corner, and then you went around the corner to the guy who was selling the freaking stupid whistles that I still blame you for me buying. Um, and I'm I'm ashamed I don't even remember his name, but they were really cool pencil and widgeon whistles. Yeah, they're uh if you did like if you read on them, they're from England. They're a um they're like super freaking cool and they're actually like the more you play with them the easier they are to use. Um granted he makes them sound like freaking amazing. Um he was super nice, super cool. They they weren't I wish they would have been a little cheaper. I mean I still bought one. But um yeah, they were I think that was maybe the most like off off guard caught item. Like everything else I planned on buying other than that. I did not plan on buying that. So that caught me right. completely off guard. Um and then I don't know who it was I don't know who else was in that row. Um I can't think I think there might have been a couple call companies or something in there. And then Well foils. Uh, foils calls was at the end of that row. Yeah, foils calls right beside finisher, which it was like he had a big freaking booth. He had a lot bigger booth than what I thought finisher would have there. To be honest, yeah. Um, we both talked about like I mean he was a pretty cool guy. I talked to him for a couple of seconds. I mean I don't, I have a finisher, but like I mean I don't use it that often. I um I'll, I'll just ring their neck or something most of the time. Um, I know you said you don't really like it, yours. I mean, they don't. No, I, I feel like they don't work the best me, for just, me. And maybe I just no, me. Maybe I don't pay attention to how they use them and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe I need him to show me how because I've never really had a lot of luck with mine. Yeah, I've never watched a video. I've never. Maybe I don't stick it in the right spot or something. I don't know, but like, yeah, that is like, yeah, and then. Going down the next aisle, we'll skip KES. We'll come back at um, yeah, dive bomb, which I was completely let down. But then again, I looked at their booth at NWTF because I wanted some interest, and them and a couple other groups. And I, I guess I understand doing an NWTF because it's kind of more like an ATA show where not everything's going to be for sale. Like you're going to be just be looking at some stuff. But I was disappointed that. Die Bomb didn't have any like merchandise there. Like none. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't buy shirts, hats, nothing. You could get free shipping online. 
but you get free shipping for 90 bucks. So how long does it take to spend 90 bucks a dot mom? Not very long. That's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like a big disappointment I had in their booth. And like, I felt like it wasn't like constructed the best, like the pictures they posted online made it look way nicer than what it was in person. Yeah. I was, I, I mean, was pretty disappointed in there. And I, and I, and I used dot bomb stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not completely hating on them. They have good products. It was just their booth was kind of locked down. Um, and then you had Duckwater Boats, which I cannot believe he had that freaking tank of a boat in there. Dude, I swear, you would <laughs> you would never be scared. If Sean, if Nick would go buy one of those boats, you would get in that boat all day, every day. Those boats are like freaking tanks. We were supposed to hunt, I think it was the year before last, Hoover brought one of his boats. He ended up having a bunch of, like, something went wrong. I can't remember what it was. and We ended up not using it, but he had a dead battery or something. That seems about right. If it involved you guys, a dead battery would fit. <laughs> um, so fun fact. So you, did you ever hear about the day, the last day we all hunted together? Oh yeah. Um, about Nick's, um, switch been frozen. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like trying to break the ice off of mine to get it, like get my cover off. That's like literally a solid, sheet of ice from driving over there and from the night before and then his switch is frozen (laughs) i was like oh my gosh that's classic nick luck but yeah those boats are freaking like i never seen one in like in person yet but man those things like if you want a boat and you're gonna go fish big you're gonna go hunt fish big water and you don't ever plan on like i mean he has boats that can go up in creeks but i feel like buying one of his little boats to go up in a creek is stupid like, I don't know when you're going to be like, cause I mean, they're tanks. They can still take three and four footers. Like if I'm in a situation where I'm in a little boat to go in something like a Creek or something, and I got to worry about three and four footers. I don't think I need to be on that water. Like, I don't know what that water is yeah. doing, but I don't want to be on it. Um, I think like he was talking about the draft. They're only like five inches on the draft, which is insane. Um, but yeah. And then up from there we had, uh, the let them light, call company which i didn't really like look like super super tight at a bunch of their calls but i did notice they were the only call company that have like a bunch of crazy acrylic callers like they were like big in the like the acrylics like the fancy acrylics i'm yeah i wonder if they were if they were like hand poured or if they were spun just, I know. just out of curiosity um and then we go over to the last row, which is sad that it was only three rows in there. That was four rows. Um, two full rows and two halves. Was Rolling Thunder, the bike company, and then Gundog, which we went there, spent a bunch of money. Well, I spent a bunch of money quickly on the, the trauma pack and a water bottle. Which then, did you notice that we missed out on getting free water bowls because we didn't look at the stupid instagram or facebook story yeah and then at nwtf i see their story the morning of and they're giving away free callers i was like son of a gun um that was one of the booths i was most excited about too and i mean it was mainly just because i followed alex Langbell on instagram 
for years and uh he just seems like a really cool guy like i'm I'm excited to meet him and i don't know i mean he's a big name in the industry for sure yeah i mean like i mean literally he is one of the i mean 90 percent of the companies out there use his stuff i mean he's super i mean he is the gun i mean i mean he is the gun dog company out there i mean that's I mean, he's not, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like literally he is the company out there. Um, and he just seems like a genuinely good guy. Like he seems like he would yeah, be fun to hunt with. Yeah. He was super nice and cool to talk to and stuff. Um, wish we had more time to hang out with him. And that's like another thing, like going up there and spending a whole day, I'd like to hit everything real quick that morning and then spend the, um, the rest of the day, like podcasts and like 30 minutes with these guys, just getting to talk to them. Like, one-on-one and kind of kind of learn about them um yeah because they all they all have like different stories like talking with hoover some about his we did the i did the podcast with him um which was fun but i wish we'd have like planned if i'd have like thought about it i'd have planned out and did one with like um alex i'd have got the guy from grumpy duck i'd have got the guy from the finisher i'd have got um waypoint on for like just 30 minutes to chit chat um just bullshit about like about your day and stuff about like why you are doing what you're doing like how'd you end up in that company or end up owning that company i mean it's pretty crazy to think about it like i mean if i think of grumpy duck like the guy just started making charging handles and all he's done is like match the high-end charging handles um which i mean which is literally like it's not a hard business. Like, why didn't anyone like? I mean, yeah, you know I mean, other than yeah, it's surprising him, that nobody really did that before. Yeah, I mean, like I know Rob Roberts, and then that's about it. But they mainly do. Rob Roberts mainly does Benelli's and Berettas because he does like full a full thing on them. He changes like their slang. Well, he lengthens the forcing cone, and yeah, you know, yeah. he does Cerakote, and, and there's a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that about wraps it up. I mean, like, then we got to hang out in the KS booth for a while and chit chat with people, which was fun. Um. Definitely learned there's a lot of tire kickers. Um, <laughs> yeah. to, and like, I don't know. Like, I just enjoyed like talking with some of the little kid, the young kids and stuff that come through there. I probably let them blow more calls, and some people would appreciate me letting them blow, but ask her it. No, they're kids. Not my call. They're blowing. So, <laughs> so we'll look at that away. Um, yeah, and they got a chance to learn something. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do know. Like, I'll be. I will be going back next year. I assume you're going, and there's one or two other people that want to go. So we've already got a game plan for next year. We just have to figure out what day we're going to go. Um, and then I think. I, I will be going to NWTF next year. I think I'm going to do a trip with the wife down. There's just too much that goes on at that show not to be there for multiple days. Um, I would really like to go to that show next year if I can work it out. Yeah, just do it like make it a make it a trip for you and the wife. Find someone to watch the kids. I know it's during school, so I don't know what you're going to do about that. Um, yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, that, I mean, that is... Um, but yeah, I, I'm really planning on going down and hanging out with, um, with some of the people and 
There's a ton of people down there. I mean, this year, the big thing I noticed this year were the TikTok people that were there that were, like, literally blowing it up on TikTok. And I'm currently, I am currently bidding on two of the uh, calls they're raffling off. I am winning one. I have lost. I'm no longer the top bid on the other. I just haven't bid on it again. I'm waiting. I'm sorry. calls? No, they're actually duck calls. It's very interesting. So random fact that they hold a really big call contest at that event, which is weird. Um, I didn't know they did it until I seen a bunch of guys posting about it. And then I started looking into it. And then I found out like how many entries I found some guys that like I follow. They've got calls in it. And I was like, well, maybe this is a chance to get a call cheap. Um, so far they're not really going cheap. So I don't know if I'm going to get one or not. But you're talking these are custom hand turn calls that, you know, a lot of guys sell them for two hundred dollars a pop, and I'm trying to get one snake one for like a hundred bucks. Um, right, is what it is. It's it's kind of how the game plays. I mean, it's kind of the auction. The problem is the auction goes on like until Saturday. So we're recording this on Monday night. So so got five. Oh yeah, it could be days. crazy. Yeah. Um. I'm hoping everyone, like, I've picked a couple of lower name, no, no name guys that I like, I like their stuff. I'm hoping their stuff goes cheap, but man, like, right now, like, it doesn't look like it. Everything's at like 50 bucks already. I'm like, damn. So we'll see. We shall see. Um, I lose this other bid on the. Oh. I was going to say, before we get too far off of the Great American Outdoor Show, I totally forgot to mention uh, Mueller Chokes. That was one of my favorite booths. Oh, yeah, that was during your Connor trip. Yeah, yeah, which I've been thinking about Mueller Chokes for a while because I hadn't really heard anything about them until recently, but I got to talk to him, and and I'm pretty interested in them. I'm I'm definitely going to end up getting one. Yeah, that was something. And, like, here's another. I didn't see anyone at. I assume he probably went to NWTF. But I really I didn't think see, he did, yeah. I didn't see anyone at, like. I didn't see anyone else at Carlson. I mean, obviously they weren't at PA, but, like, I didn't see them at NWTF. Or at least I didn't see anyone post about them. Um, I am a little upset I missed out on, like, the Dirty Duck booth at NWTF because they, like, freaking had, like, eight things of coffee going and you could just walk up. I, I saw that. I don't know if they were given away. That's pretty awesome. Given away or like you could buy a cup cheap. But yeah, that was freaking awesome. That'd been all, I'd like stood there at the booth and just bullshit and drink a bunch of coffee. Um, but yeah, we're definitely, I'm definitely going down there next year. Hopefully we can figure out a way to get some other people to go and kind of make a little bit more of a group trip out of it. But I think it's going to be a fun time down there. And I'm excited back to the PA. I mean, it was fun. Um, I definitely want to, when I go next year is I just want to straight podcast as much as I can and get to meet some of these people a little more and let other people get to know these people that, you know, might not know about them. I mean, I don't know some of them you've got to know about, but maybe you don't, don't like their company because you just don't really know much about the guy. Right. Oh gosh. I swear. If I don't get over this sinus problem, I'm going to go crazy. Oh my god, it's awful! It's awful. So, El Presidente, how did tryouts go the night before we jump off here? Your makeup tryouts. Uh, this was the third night, so we had tryouts all day 
Saturday. We that was all the girls, and then we had tryouts all day. Well, Saturday was girls and boys. Then we had tryouts all evening, pretty much yesterday. That was boys. Then we had makeup tryouts tonight for boys, and then tomorrow's makeup tryouts for girls. So, so then after that, we should be done. So, question here. Because, like, I had to do a makeup trial, and there was only three of us that tried out, and they just put us all three on different teams. They put two of us on one team and one of us on another team. Um, <laughs> my little, Don't worry. Uh, th- okay, here's my little league experience for you. You ready for it? Okay. I'm ready. In makeup tryouts, I got hit in the face with a ball, fly ball, got a black eye. Oh, jeez. I somehow got to play center field one time and gave a, knocked a ball over the fence when I went to catch it and gave a guy a grand slam. Um, I want to sneeze in a second, but like that's that's how my trout went. That's how like not only my trout, my season went. Like I was awful. I'm literally that the worst pretty. baseball player there ever is. Like I had the biggest temper ever. I was like ready to fist fight people on my team. Like oh my gosh, I was a horrible baseball player. I mean, can't. Oh my gosh, that's one sport. Like. And I've, and I've talked with my ex-baseball coach, and he's like, oh, man, you were a pretty good player. And I was like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I hated that sport. I only did it because <laughs> my friends did it, and I had fun playing with them. But, I mean, I would, like, I'd have paid someone to not make me have to bat in high school. I would have paid people. Like, I hated it so bad. I just wasn't good at it. I was like, I was good at football, but I wasn't as good as I should have been at football because... I didn't realize how good I was till college, but and then basketball, I was just tall. They let me on the court because I was tall. Eventually, I was just taller than everyone, so they let me play. Um, I never liked playing basketball. I like basketball. I just wasn't very good at it. Yeah, that was sucks. But yeah, but okay. So okay, back to the Lily trials. I got distracted by my own narcissism of talking about myself and sports. Okay, like, you have tryouts, so do you, like, divide, because, like, soon I'll have a kid going through this, maybe. Like, do you, like, then does the coaches, like, pick their players, or do they just divide them up even, or how's that work there, El Presidente? Yeah, so, like, basically, say we have four managers. We Basically, so, once everybody registers their kids, and then we figure out how many kids we have for each age group, and then we figure out, okay, we're probably going to need around four managers per se. And then those four managers come and we have all the kids for that age group come at a certain time. And then we just start putting them through the tryouts. Like we did and we had everybody come to the commons area of Nitro High School. And then we took them back to the auxiliary gym in groups of about 10 kids at a time. And, and they ran through their grounders and fly balls and, batting and the managers evaluate each kid and then then we set up a draft and they'll sit down and, and pick their kids so so there is a possibility to stack a team there is a possibility but it shouldn't happen if they draft correctly which we have a board member or a player agent you know from the board that sets through every draft and and is supposed to not let that happen so God, that's like so fancy. You are so technical up there in Nitro. That's just the way it's supposed to go, according to Little League rules. So, I mean, you're like, you're right. 
They're deep up in there. I mean, we have a big league. I mean, we're in District Three, um, and we're I think we're the third biggest league in District Three, and District Three has a lot of a lot of leagues. Yeah, you guys have a bunch of leagues. Um, okay, that was very interesting. I'm I'm going to learn about like we're now such good friends from our. I mean, our, our drive was fun. I mean, you didn't get to sleep any. We talked the whole <laughs> well. I talked the whole entire way. Pretty sure you were ready for me to shut up. Um, Man, I was exhausted. Like I'm sure you were too because you drove the whole time. Yeah, and I mean, I Jessica said that I basically looked like a zombie when I walked in the door, and I just went and laid straight down and went to bed. Yeah, you kind of yeah, you were kind of awful. Yep, yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> I will say this much. There was like it took a day, but my body ached from driving that much. Like I felt old. Like I felt my age for once. I'm like driving that much, that kind of hard. Like, and we, I sat for a lot that day. So it did, that part did suck. But, you know, we'll have fun. We'll have to, next time you're out this way and stuff, we'll have to get you on the podcast, talk about something fun. Maybe how your little league career is going as the president and see if you're fired yet or impeached. I don't know how they can get rid of you, but, or you quit. Yeah. I mean, I just find it so interesting that you're the little league president. Like, what possessed you to put yourself through that hellhole? Uh, hopefully once tryouts are over and all the teams get drafted and, you know, Things will slow down for me a little bit, but till game starts. I'm looking forward to to turkey season, so my mind's geared towards that right now. Yeah, I am too. Um, maybe when we get on here next time, we can kind of talk a little turkey hunting. Um, my goal this year is to get decent on a mouth call because I've always sucked at using a mouth call. So okay, okay. So we have a goal. I've I've seen so many people on TikTok calling at the freaking show. I want to learn how to gobble on a mouth call. That's my goal. Yeah. Or do a goose honk. I've seen that too. That was pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, man, we'll um we'll chit chat soon and we'll see what happens. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, right, man, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for coming on. All right, buddy. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Fins and Feathers Podcast presented by Winter Productions and your host, Nathan Winterstein.